Welcome to Tammy for a Change. I believe what the world needs now is more gratitude, positivity, optimism, kindness, compassion, empathy, and love. Join me as we talk about how to be that change that we wish to see in the world and lift each other up, up, up. Hello, friends, and welcome to Tammy for a Change. It's always a good time to curl up with a good book. Check out Birdie's Bookstore, B-I-R-D-Y-S, bookstore, all one word, dot com. Birdie's Bookstore. She has the books categorized. She has featured local authors as well as well-known authors side by side. It is just a great way for you to add to your home library or to buy a book for a friend. So check it out, friends, Birdie's Bookstore. I think you're going to really enjoy this next episode with Christina Weaver. Christina is a college senior. She has faced some adversities and trials and tribulations of her own, which she will share with you. And I just think that you are going to learn something, take something away. And if you do, please rate, review it, share it with somebody that you think it might help. We are trying to be the change we wish to see in the world and lift each other up, up, up. Hello, Christina. Hi, Tammy. Welcome to Tammy for a change. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you too. I'm glad this finally worked out for us. Yes, absolutely. So I would like it if you could just start by telling myself and the listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do and things like that. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, so I am currently a senior at the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. I'll be graduating this December, um, and I major in interpersonal communication, and I have a minor in leadership development. Right now, I'm working for Quick Trip um, in the communication center, and then my long-term goals are to hopefully start a nonprofit um, to help military families. I'm a military brat. Um, my dad served 23 years active duty. Um, so it's a big part of my life. And my hope is to kind of help other families in this area reintegrate into civilian life when they're done with the military life. Wow, that is a lot. That's a mouthful. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. So you must be very busy. <laughs> uh, yes, it's been a little crazy. Um even with quarantine, things haven't quite settled down, but it's nice because it keeps me out of trouble. <laughs> right. <laughs> so tell me, um, with you being at um, uh, University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, mm-hmm. now, are you guys back at school or how is that all working for you with the COVID? Yeah, so I'm taking summer classes right now. And out of the three classes I'm taking, they're all online. Oh, um, so right now we are online. Great. That's great. Yes. Yes. It's been good. Um, it's definitely a little different of a learning environment. Um, not exactly my favorite, but not the worst. Um, and then in the fall, they are introducing um, different parameters and measures to move us back to in person. Oh, they are. Okay. 
Yes. So mm-hmm. I knew that was kind of up in the air, how they were going to do that and things like that. Yes. It sounded like everybody mm-hmm. was going back, but I wasn't sure how it was all going to play out. Kind of back and forth. But yeah, it sounds like we'll be back um, on campus in the fall. So what is, what was the toughest part for you? Uh, with the tr- transition to online schooling? Yeah. Um, I think it would probably be when you have different settings, like when you go to work, you go to work, you separate that from your home life. Um, It's the same thing with going to school, you separate that from home life. So part of the difficulty I've had is being able to create a space where I can focus um, on my learning, because it's really easy to get distracted when you're at home and you have all of the home life things around you. So I've created a space that kind of helps me focus. Uh, But that's probably been the hardest transition is getting into the mind frame when you're at home. Yeah, that makes sense. Has it been hard to not have the interaction with, you know, other students as well? Or has that been fairly easy? Because no, I social think, media and things like that. Yeah. Social media is nice in the aspect that I can kind of keep in touch with people. But I, as an interpersonal communication major, I think there's a lot to be said for in-person conversation and being able to learn from somebody else. Um, I specifically think of my advanced interpersonal class. I really feel like at the beginning of the semester, there were all of these conversations we were having and I felt like I was growing and learning so much. So I do think in that regard, it's a disadvantage. I miss being able to talk to people and, you know, get that one-on-one type of conversation. Um, Even though you can still get it in other ways, it's just not the same. Oh, 100%. You know, even as I have these conversations with people every week, Mm -hmm. I learn some, or whenever I'm doing my interviews, I learn something from the person I'm interviewing. So just the conversation, it always um, triggers something that you maybe didn't think of or, you just weren't expecting or it um, brings up new questions, things like that. So yeah, I can totally see that. Absolutely. So how did you um, get into your, I mean, how did you decide on your major? Yeah. So I actually started as a biology major. Um, I loved science in high school and I thought that it would be great in college. And I kind of, fell flat on my face my freshman year of college um, when I took my first class at UWL, which was organismal biology. And I realized that it wasn't for me. I didn't want to stare into a microscope every day for the rest of my life. And I felt for some reason like that might be where I was headed. And so after some evaluation and changing my major like two more times, (laughs) um, I have this professor at UWL, Greg Orms. Um, He's also my advisor. And he was so, so helpful. And the way he talked about how he got into it and how communication just really encompasses everyone. It's something that everybody has to do. Um, I fell in love with it. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to I want to work on this. I want to learn from it. I want to help other people learn from it. Well, you know, the very little tiny bit that I actually know you, I just Mm -hmm. can see when you say you didn't want to stare into a microscope. I totally get that because (laughs) you you are a very personable person. (laughs) You're very approachable. I mean, that's one of the reasons I asked you to be on because you just are very outgoing and very, uh, very approachable and very personable. So yeah, I can totally see why he would try to steer you in that direction. Yes. 
So some of the things that I like to ask everyone, I've kind of got, I've kind of veered off just because I wanted to get, you know, everyone to get a feel for, you know, where you're coming from and how we landed here. But what I like to ask everyone is, so you're very busy, but what do you do to some of the things that we talk about here is being the change we wish to see in the world. And I think one of the ways that everyone needs to do that is by lifting themselves and others. So what do you do, Christina, to lift yourself and what do you do to lift others? Yeah, I think the easiest way to lift myself is actually by helping others. Um, I personally feel best when I'm helping somebody else be their best or somebody else get to a point that they want to get to. So that's personally how I um, lift myself up in regards to other people. Um, and this is something that oftentimes I think as a communication major comes into play for me. I think that in order to lift other people up, you have to listen to what they're really asking and what they really um, are saying. So the easiest way for me to lift people up, other people up is to just genuinely listen to what they're saying and show them that I care by listening. I think a lot of times we listen to argue rather than listen to learn. And I think that people have a lot to offer if you give them the opportunity to tell you what they're feeling and what they're thinking. I Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that we are right. And, and it's tough right now, especially, you know, with the world being in turmoil as a nation, we're in turmoil as a world, we're in turmoil right now. And in different ways, you know, because of the pandemic and also because of the racist issues. And so I think that, you know, you're absolutely right. People listen to respond and people listen to argue, like you said, and Mm -hmm. and to state their side and, instead of listening to, like you said, to learn. So yeah, that's, that's very insightful of you to have landed on that. Thank you. I like that. Um, (laughs) And then when you say, you know, you just like to help others, what are some of the things that you are doing, like now during the, maybe during the quarantine or during, you know, different times, maybe when it just started opening up, what are you doing to help others? Yeah. So one of the things that I've been trying to do is, like you said, with a lot of what's going on in the world right now, um, there's some high tension, but I also think there's a lot of room to talk about things and to help people grow. So what I've been doing is trying to educate myself, but also educate the people around me. Um, So I've been looking into a lot of things regarding like the Black Lives Matter movement and sharing different petitions and sharing different things that help people um, just gain the knowledge that they need in order to be the best versions of themselves. So and reaching out and asking other people questions, you know, I don't have all of the answers. So I like to ask people, you know, what is it that I can be doing? Um, That's the easiest thing. And that's been the first step for me, especially like coming out of quarantine, I think is just trying to get on track with asking people, okay, what should I be doing right now? And right now it's um, a lot of signing petitions and speaking out on social media and not being quiet about the things that are happening in the world. It's a really complex and crazy time. I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) I have been trying to do the same thing, I think. And, you know, posting things and and learn, educate, and be the change. Learn, educate, and be the change. I just keep yes. saying that over and over. So yes, I, I completely agree with that. You know, it's, you feel sometimes like there's not a lot you can do. 
but I think the little things make the biggest difference right now. The big things have to be there too, but I think right now it's the little things are making huge differences. Just, just being part of it. And like you said, not being quiet Mm -hmm. because the, the biggest thing that's happening right now is we're at a, I feel, I feel like we're at a tipping point. The world's at a tipping point and we're going to tip one way or the other. And so if we can, if we can throw our weight to the other side of the boat, you know, whichever side we need to, yes, we need to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. So what are some things you do, Christina, for random acts of kindness? Do you participate in that? Do you believe in it? Is it something that you like to do? Yeah, definitely. I strongly believe in random acts of kindness. And I think a lot of times people think that they have to be um, monetary. Yes. And they don't. Um, It's really easy to do random things. And I am fortunate enough, my I'm living with my parents while I save money for a house. So um, I try to help them out wherever I can with little things because they're helping me. So, um, you know, people don't realize little acts of kindness are asking, do you need anything today? Like, is there anything you need from me? Um, And my mom will be like, Oh, you know, I could really use like, if you could run and get this from the store for me, or um, can you do the dishes? Just simple things like that. Um, It's hard when you're not out and about because you can't always give random acts of kindness to people that, you know, you wouldn't like family is an easy example, but I think right now it's kind of a difficulty of, you know, commenting on something on social media and letting people know that you hear them on social media right now in quarantine is what I've been doing. Um, and trying to share things, like I said, and talk about things that are difficult, but, um, just, you know, asking people if there's something that they need. Yeah, that is so important. And I think that it's great that you realize that. I mean, I think that so many times people um, assume that what they need is what someone else needs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, it's completely um, important for us to all realize that sometimes it is as simple as saying, is there anything you need from me? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad that you made that point. Thank you. What do you think, you know, we talked a little bit about it when we met, but, you know, the focus of this and my mission is to be the change we wish to see in the world and to lift others up, up, up. And so what, what is laying heavy on, I know there's a lot right now, but what is laying heavy on your heart the most, Christina, that the world needs more of? Yeah, I think right now what weighs heavy on my heart and also on my mind is um, it goes hand in hand with people listening to argue. But I also think that people are so quickly to get they're so quick to get defensive or um, almost aggressive towards other people. And I think right now it's it sounds so simple, but it's actually a lot harder than what people realize It's just being nice to someone Um and not being so quick to react. It's really easy to get angry about what's going on right now. But I also think that it's important to realize the conversations need to be had. And what weighs heavy on my mind right now is that people people are so quick to get angry and defensive rather than understand that, yes, you might not feel this way, but there are other people that do. And you have to respect how other people feel, even if you don't feel the same way. 100%. I mean... It is not our job to change how someone feels. Not at all. They are going to, my, 
my friend Lynn always says, you're going to feel that way until you don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> yes, that's the perfect way to put it. And, and that, and it's not our job to change how someone else is feeling or how someone else is responding to their life experiences. Yes. They weren't your life experiences. You can't tell them how to feel about them. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so some of the things, you know, that we also talk about is, and I think everyone does it. And I'm sure when I talk to younger people like yourself, you mm-hmm. know, you're younger than I am. You're, probably, you're young <laughs> enough to be my child, I'm sure. And when I talk to younger people, I, I know everybody always says to um, young people, especially teens, I think, to just be themselves, just be yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that what we fail to do a lot of the times is say is to tell them how. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to a young person when they ask, you know, when somebody says, oh, just be yourself. But yet we're constantly comparing and we're constantly trying to be like somebody else. We're constantly, you know, mm-hmm. trying to buy the shoes that everybody's wearing or tr- the brand yeah. of shoes or trying to buy the brand mm-hmm. of leggings or whatever it may be. So mm-hmm. what what would you say to a young person that's just starting out to try to just be themselves? Yeah, I think, like you said, it's really difficult, especially in this day and age with the amount of technology and the the accessibility we have to see what everybody else looks like and does and how their personalities are. And I think the easiest way to say, you know, be yourself, I think is to be the best version of you. And so that's what I try to remind myself. And I have also tried to remind other people is to just be the best version of you, be the person that, you know, you want people to look at you at the end and feel kind of a sense of like calmness about them. And if you're one of those people that like, you're not a calm person, I think it's a sense of like happiness at the end of it, but rather like leaving this um, sort of like the best impression that you can, I think, and trying to be the best version of who you are is the way to be yourself. That's awesome. And do you, is that the same strategy that you use to not compare yourself to others? Because I think that's another thing that's just natural for us to do is to compare ourselves to others. And what strategies do you use to not compare yourself? I am very much a verbal affirmation type of person. I have notes that I leave myself. I have alarms that I set on my phone to remind myself of different things um, because I need those reminders. It's so easy to, you don't realize how quickly your brain will jump to something to start thinking that, oh, I wish I did that or I wish I looked more like that. So reminding myself internally when I start to think about those things or even on written paper, I think is really important to say, you know, I am beautiful. I am smart. I am doing the best that I can. And that is what matters. Wow. That's amazing. How did (laughs) you you. come about doing that? Writing yourself affirmations and leaving yourself notes and setting Mm -hmm. alarms. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing that you do that. How did you get land on that? Yeah, I, um, so my freshman year of college, I was diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression. And yes, and I had a really, really hard time coping. And I also had a hard time understanding why I felt the way that I did. So I finally decided it's time I'm going to go see somebody and I'm going to talk to them. 
and I'm going to get somebody else's perspective and maybe they can give me this idea. And my therapist um, recommended because of the way that I was feeling, she said, write nice things about yourself. She was like, you're constantly getting into your head and telling yourself because I think anxiety and depression for people who have it, sometimes it's very, um, it's overwhelming in the mind and it can take hold of you if you let it. So she recommended, you know, write yourself notes, leave them in random places, set alarms on your phone that remind you that you're doing the best you can. So I actually got the idea from her and it has helped me immensely. That's awesome. And you know what? Thank you so much, Christina, for being so open. A lot of people may not have felt comfortable talking about that. And I, you know, I just really appreciate you being so open about that because you don't know who you're helping by doing that. Yeah, it's a, it's a complicated thing, but I think there are a lot more people affected by it than what people realize. And I have, I personally felt super alone when I found out that I had it. And then I started to have conversations and I just think that you can gain a lot from a person by talking about it. Um, And hopefully somebody else will feel better too, to know that they're not alone. Yeah. And hopefully some people that are listening and struggling with that will use your Mm -hmm. strategies. That's awesome because you shared them. You might help somebody else to overcome their own. Hopefully. Um, So can you break down, you said you just get in your own mind. Can you, can you just unpack that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think a lot of people might not pay attention to it, but we have an internal dialogue. We say things to ourselves all day long. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I will do is I, (laughs) it's so funny. My dad always says, you know, the only way I can have an intelligent conversation is with myself. He's totally (laughs) kidding. He's totally kidding. But in reality, we have a lot of conversations with ourselves. And when I wasn't thinking in a positive outlook, I was thinking very negatively and I would talk to myself in a negative way. So I would say, you know, why aren't you smart enough? Why aren't you doing this? And of course you would do that. You're such an idiot. Like, why would you do that? And just talking down to myself in the most negative ways possible. And so learning to change that dialogue to say, you're doing okay. You're doing the best you can. It's okay. You made a mistake. You know what? Everybody makes mistakes. You're going to get there. You just have to give it time. Take a deep breath. Just little things like that. It's, it's so easy to not give yourself a positive internal dialogue. And when you really start to pay attention to what you're saying to yourself, it can make a big impact on your life. 150%. I'm I'm so, you know, I love that you brought that up because even Mm -hmm. if it doesn't matter if you're struggling with anxiety or depression or any, any other kind of Mm -hmm. whatever you're struggling with, Mm -hmm. anything in your life, it it doesn't matter. You still need to have a positive dialogue. You could be, you know, everybody does it. it, And it's Mm -hmm. those little tiny things. Like you said, you know, you're, you're walking out the door, you go to a, you know, Walmart and you forget your debit card and you're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm so stupid. Exactly. I always do stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And no, you don't. No, you don't. You're, you're doing, you're doing great. You forgot something. You have a million things on your mind or um, something little like, um, Oh, I'm, you know, even saying things like how many times do you hear people say things like, um, Oh, 
I'm so unlucky. That's just my luck. I'm so unlucky. Yep. Or that always ha- this kind of stuff always happens to me. Of course, yeah. this would happen. And even though it's flippant, that still makes a difference. Because like you said, that's your internal dialogue. And mm-hmm. you're listening to yourself and you're believing yourself every time you say something like that. Yes. So take the mind shift that you just talked about, Christina, and and everybody can use this and start shifting that internal dialogue to, you know, I am I am a fortunate person. I am a blessed person. I am a lucky person. I am um, smart. I all of those things because you really are. And like you said, you are doing the best you can. And some days you're rocking it. And how often when you're rocking it, are you saying that to yourself? Are you going, yeah, exactly. Man, I, I am pretty <laughs> awesome. I, I did some cool stuff today, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I was, I was trying to figure out something at work one day and it was really, it was a lot. It was involved and there's a lot of different things involved in it. And, mm-hmm. and I did, I figured it out and I did. I came home and I went, you know what? I was pretty smart today. Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and even if you're just telling it to yourself, that that's great because the next time you're not going to sit there and struggle and go, well, I'm not smart enough to figure this out, or this is, this is too much for me or any of those things that we allow in. Don't, don't allow that stuff in. You're you're just calling it to yourself. You're claiming it. Don't claim the Mm -hmm. negative stuff claim the positive stuff. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's great. Thanks for bringing that up. That that's some good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me a little bit, you said you um, are, have an interpersonal skills. Is that right? Interpersonal communication, interpersonal communications major. And then what was your minor? Leadership development. Wow. That is awesome. Yes. Two of the things that that are close to my heart. <laughs> because that's basically, I've done a lot of both of those things with my job. And like your professor said, Professor Greg said, you know, you just use that in so many different places. But what is, what is kind of, do you know which direction you want to head with those things? What you want to do with that? Yeah. I think there is so much that life has to offer and it's, tough sometimes to narrow down exactly what you want to do. Um, but I really think that the nonprofit realm is where I will end up because it's where I've wanted to be, um, for a long time now. And you know, it's funny because I thought, you know, Oh, I want to do biology. And, and then I thought about it a little more. And even in high school, I liked to volunteer for different things. And I liked to uh, try to be involved with the community. So I really think that I'm going to end up utilizing those skill sets to run a nonprofit. But there is so much more that you can do with those. It's the realm of possibilities is insane. And I think that I'll end up doing so many different things in life. Um, but I think that'll be the main one. You are very smart to realize that there's so much out there because, you know, I will tell you, I ended up making my, my career basically as a safety director (laughs) and and I, and I've been in safety for a long time and I always say it found me. I didn't find it. And I believe that that's usually what happens. Follow your passion. And I just think doors fly open for you. 
and you'll end up landing in something that you didn't even dream of. And the reason I'm saying all this is because there's probably a lot of young people out there that are wondering, what am I going to do with this? What direction am I going to head? How am I going to, you know, turn this into my career? Yep, absolutely. And, you know, when we were, when I was young, you know, people would ask you what you wanted to be and they expected an answer like doctor, lawyer, teacher, nurse, you know, and Mm -hmm. there's so many, so many jobs out there that people haven't even thought of yet that are going to be going to be jobs for you when you get out of college, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's great. Um, So when you are, when you're in your classes and when you're um, in leadership development and you're talking to other kids, your own age, or I should say young adults, your own age, do you, do you find that it's starting to be where people are more open to new jobs and things that haven't been invented yet and or thought up yet? Or do you find that people are still kind of in the same, oops, I'm sorry, in the same, you know, mindset? Mm-hmm. I think the more and more and I guess it's hard because I have to really think back to last semester when we were in person, but the more and more that I meet and talk with people, um, you know, young adults that are on campus and stuff there, I think all of us are really starting to realize that life is so much more complex than what we, you know, when we, you look at it from the surface, it's like, okay, it's simple. You know, you have these boxes and squares and stuff kind of fits into (laughs) them. But when you really start to dissect it, it's so much more complex. So I think that a lot of people are starting to realize that there is a realm of possibilities and that truthfully, when they say you can do anything you want, you really can. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great advice. Great advice. I love that. Thank you. If there was something that you could tell your younger self, for example, when you were struggling with severe anxiety and depression, you went and got help. You went and saw someone and you went and talked to them. But if there's something that you could tell your younger self before you got to that point, mm-hmm. what would it be? Um, it probably would have been, you're going to fall flat on your face a few more times, pick yourself up afterwards and persevere and keep pushing and keep trying to be the best version of yourself. Um, I think that I did do that, but I think that it took me longer than what I expected to, I almost felt like for a little while, I felt sorry for myself. And I think that's a stage of part of coping with the severe anxiety and depression. Um, and I hated it because now I look back and I'm like, why did I do that? But at the same time, it was a stage in life that I had to go through. So I think, I think at the end of the day, what I would tell myself is you're going to go through what you go through. Just try to do the best you can. So when I met you, I Mm -hmm. I met this vibrant, um, you know, (laughs) personable, happy, yes. um, silly girl <laughs> and lots of fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I just want to ask you, so when you were, when you look back on that time, mm-hmm. 
do you feel like what you went through is what built you into the girl you are today saying things like, you know, just be nice and don't get defensive and aggressive and all of those things. Do you think that just going through that tough stuff is what brought you here? Absolutely. I am one of those people that believes everything happens for a reason. Me too. As, <laughs> as difficult as it might be sometimes, I think, um, like I said, life is so complex. And as much as sometimes it sucks to have to go through the hard parts, they're what leads us to being who we're supposed to be and being in the right exact moment. And also, I, I was wondering if you look <laughs> at life a little bit differently as far as you said falling on your face. But do you look at those, you know, face plants a little differently <laughs> nowadays than you did before? I mean, I, like for myself, I look at, I don't think of a quote unquote failure as a failure anymore. I just look at it as a life lesson. Yeah, I definitely think the the older I've gotten, the more I've started to realize that everybody goes through those. And we're just so, as a society, I think we're so quick to try to hide the bad parts or what we deem to be the bad parts. So I think now I look at them and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I am going to talk about it. It sucks that this happened, but this is where it led me to be. And I think if people were a little more open about the rough parts, other people wouldn't be so quick to try to change themselves or to fit into some sort of mold. So I definitely think that I look at it differently than I used to. Yeah. And also I think then maybe other people won't be so quick to judge. Yes. Definitely. You know, because mm -hmm. they're going, oh, wow, you know, she's struggling with a few things too. She's not the perfect person that I saw on Facebook. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. I hope, mm -hmm. I hope there's somebody out there that really needs to hear this. Or if there's someone out there that knows someone that needs to hear that, that they share it with them so that it hopefully helps someone else who's struggling also. Absolutely. So some couple of more, a <laughs> couple of the <laughs> other questions that I always try to ask is, first of all, do you have any questions for me? And then I also ask, you have a platform here and you, you are free to talk about what you'd like to talk about. And if there's something that you think will help someone to be the change that we wish to see in the world or something that will lift others up, 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 what is something maybe that you would like to talk about that I haven't already asked you about? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I guess my first question for you is, um, how did you get to the point? Because I've thought about starting my own podcast, um, to talk about military families. How did you just go for it? How did you, I guess, what did it take essentially? <laughs> You know, it's so funny because you both, we both think, we both believe in everything happens for a reason. Yes. This very day, <laughs> I was listening huh? to a podcast and I heard Mel Robbins telling Lewis Howes that confidence, everybody always thinks that you gain confidence and it's, and it's something that you either have or you don't have. Mm-hmm. But she was saying, and I'm paraphrasing, so forgive me, Mel Robbins, if I'm butchering <laughs> this, but she was saying, no, it comes from what you're doing. It's like you can't have fear without courage. You can't have courage without fear. You yeah. can't have confidence unless you're doing some stuff. So as you go out there, 
and you are doing the falling on your face, you're also building that confidence up. So that's part of it. Just have the confidence to go for it because if it's laying heavy on your heart that you should do something like that, it's, mm-hmm. there's a reason for that and just go for it. So one yeah. of the things that happened to me is I was on somebody else's podcast, much like you are right now. <laughs> and all of a sudden people were asking me, when are you going to do your own podcast? And I had several people that were close to me saying, you should do your own podcast. Well, what was laying heavily on my heart, like you have military families mm-hmm. as a nonprofit is laying on your heart and what can you do to help them? And mm-hmm. what I looked at is what makes me uniquely, what am I uniquely good at? Well, <laughs> everybody would tell you I have a gift of gab. I'm uniquely good <laughs> at talking to strangers. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that was my gift, I guess. And what could I do with my gift? I'm a podcast lover. I'm kind of a podcast addict. So the two just married up perfectly. And I thought, why not? And I've, I've been wanting for a long time to do something that I could put some more good into the world. I just felt like all these negative boxes were checked and it was time to put more good into the world. And what could I do? What could I do just right now, today? What could I do? <laughs> and, I love that. And so I just started looking into it. I did the research. I, this was, I think my podcast, the podcast I was a guest on with Jen Stevens aired on, I want to say in November, Okay. by December, I was starting my own podcast and I now six months later have over 1400 plays. That's awesome. So I am telling you, just go for it. All <laughs> Don't right. wait. If you need help, I am more than happy to help you. Um, I would lo- I would love to help you. I'll meet with you and we can talk about it. I can send you links. I can tell you what I use. And that yeah, would be great. Yeah, I strongly encourage you to do it. I think you'd be great at it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So I want to just acknowledge you, Christina, for um being someone who knows that you have to listen to people and be nice to people and not listen to, to talk, but listen to listen. Mm-hmm. And I want to acknowledge you for knowing that it's just so important to just be the best version of yourself that you can be mm-hmm. and for committing yourself to educating yourself and others on important issues that we are facing right now. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I just, so all of those things and, and for knowing that sometimes helping someone is as simple as saying, is there anything I can do for you? Is there anything you need for me? Mm -hmm. So I'm just acknowledging you for all those things. I just think that as a young person, you're, you're rocking it. You got it going on girl and you know what you're doing and, (laughs) and just keep doing what you're doing. I'm, I, I barely know you, but I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. Seriously. I really, really appreciate it. So, and so then the last question, do you have something Mm -hmm. that is just laying on your heart that you'd like to get out there? Um, I think the biggest thing that I want to get out there, especially right now is don't be afraid to ask questions. 
the only way that we can learn is by asking and getting outside of our comfort zone. If you if it makes you feel uncomfortable, most likely you're going to grow from that experience. So ask questions, get a little uncomfortable, especially right now. This is a time for change and this is a time for conversation. So in whatever way that you have the opportunity to do that, get out there and do it. Um, and that will hopefully help you be the best version of you. That is awesome. <laughs> Christina, I loved having you. I hope you'll come back. And Oh my gosh, thank you. If there's anything I can do to help you with your podcast or anything that you have going on with school or anything, you let me know. I will. Thank you so much, Tammy. Seriously, thank this was so much fun. It was a blast. It was <laughs> great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. So you may not know this about me, but I'm kind of an all-natural girl. I really don't like slathering my body with a bunch of chemicals. That's why I love Native. Native body wash, Native deodorant, and now they have Native toothpaste, which I have not tried yet, but it is on my list. Their products are paraben-free, they are sulfate-free, and they are cruelty-free. It's not a chemistry experiment, people. It's deodorant and body wash. That's why I love Native. My friends, if you like this episode or any of the episodes of Tammy for a Change, please rate and review, like and share. We love the love. Have a great day, friends.